Good evening, good evening. Hi, it's Veronica Ant. We're sold in the show is Radiance by Design, because you are and I am. And that's what we talk about in this show. I like it best when you call in. Are you going to call in tonight? I want to hear about your life. And we've been talking about radiance and what it takes to radiate. We've been talking about vibrations and how those work in the world. Remember last week, there I was hanging out of my hot, sweaty car in a dusty uh, trail, hiking trail, because my technology wasn't working where I was uh, dog-sitting. <laughs> it was quite funny, but some called in anyway, and we had a good time, didn't we? Tonight, it's a little bit more stable, but I'm still going to talk about frequencies, because I've had some very interesting experiences this week. I'll bet you have, too. Every week is just loaded, isn't it? And I want to talk about frequencies... Um, there's always, there's always this like distance between, or people say to me, what do the guides look like to you? And to me, they look like pulsing, wafting lights, like Northern, kind of like Northern lights, but shaped a little bit more like a person. And there's a team of them pulsing all around many people. Sometimes they stand up with bright, bright radiances, spectral hues, like, you know, I always use that pinky, uh, uh, orangey color when we bring in healing for the planet. That, but colors that imply wisdom, this is amazing goldy white yellow, which is just sparkling. And there's this wonderful pink, which implies to me harmony and deep understanding. And on and on these colors go and they pulse all around you and me. I don't always see them. Maybe you do. I see them when I tune in and I want to look at them. And those pulsing motions are very interesting to me. And I've noticed as I've seen an awful lot of spirits over the last couple of years, more and more, it's just really picking up speed. And you and I have heard for years that the veil's thinning. If there ever was a veil, I think the veil's been in our pineal gland. I think the veil's been in ourselves, you know. But once we know it's just a veil and we peer through it, we can see more and more. And when we see beings on the other side, it's fascinating to me. Because what happens is um, I, I'm, I didn't used to want to talk to them. I think I told you this. I used to say, wait a minute, I'm a really intelligent woman. I'm not talking to spooks. I was so rude and cheeky. And the guys just laugh at me, you know, and they say, thank you very much for sharing. And then we carry on and they keep coming, you see. And the other thing that I really liked is as they came, what happened is the messages that they brought and the people that they came to talk to gained release, moved away from a, a feeling of being stuck because they had come to um, maybe recognize, because you know when you're seen and heard for who you really are, you often get a healing to some degree or another. So they might have come in order to recognize and heal the person sitting in the chair with me or on the phone with me and and to excuse or, or unhook themselves on the other side in the middle of their soul journey, unhook themselves from their leftover, uh, leftover, it could be lineage actually, which is still leftover if you look at it a different way, but patterns that they had had something to do with investing in the client and in themselves and how it tethered both of them to a degree 
um, in their healing process. So then if they said the thing to the person, like, I'm really sorry, I, um, um, I lied to you and I um, uh, took something or another away from you and I told Mary Lou that you weren't a good person and you paid uh, royally for that and I, I know what I did and I'm really sorry and I will um, help you feel better and so on. Very often the person... You know, one one was a mother, and she had killed herself, and her daughter's life when she was a child was absolutely tormented from the time her mother died on. And the mother, this woman was leaving a reading, and just as she was leaving, I said, excuse me, but your mother's here. And the woman completely dissembled and was just howling, and I'm going, oh my goodness, what have I done here? But the reality is that as this woman who had um, killed herself was there with her daughter, in spite of all the emotions that had been plugged up in this daughter, between the two of them, they managed to unravel a lot of the mystery as to, it's not just the why she chose to do that, but it's the deep, deep, psychological, emotional densities and blocks in my client as a result of the mother's behavior, whatever that was. And it started to dissipate, it started to melt. And it was really interesting to me. So it isn't just about sleuth work. I'm not the best sleuth in the world on a, like, where did you put the ring? Where did you put the jewels? Where did you put the, you know, the car, whatever. I'm not that kind of an intuitive. But I am the kind that goes in and sees the, um, and I'm shown actually the um, the abuse patterns that have been encoded in the people by somebody who's now on the other side who chooses to unravel the mystery for her or for him. So one of the things I started off talking about is how um, the guides have these pulsing, amazing radiances all around us, and they change color according to the subjects. And uh, they get smaller, and then they pulse and become bigger according to the freedoms that are being established in our minds and hearts as we are in their care, as we listen to them or don't listen to them, as the case may be. And when I see people on the other side, it isn't that they come by, like somebody asked me last night, what... um, you see him? I say, oh, yeah, I do. It's, his, it's her dad, her uh, stepfather, who was on the other side, whom she absolutely adored. And he was a minister, apparently. But in any case, she said to me, what does he look like right now? And I laughed and go, well, you have to know something. What he looks like to me are these um, moving, he's a shaped kind of like a human being. But inside, there are all these moving, it's like membranes of, uh, I always liken it to uh, contour maps, you know, or if you've got the, a mountain and you've got these lines all around the mountain that show you're at this height, now you're 20 feet higher, now you're 100 feet higher, whatever. Contour, so those lines that go around the mountain. Well, I often see inside of people that there are contour lines, but they're more like vibrational membranes that hold kind of a level of consciousness to do with that chakra or that organ, perhaps the whole body. It's really quite a business of all these different moving 
vibrational packets. And so when this woman said, what does he look like? What is his face like? Is he smiling? And I look and I go, well, um, <laughs> yes, but you, you wouldn't call what I'm seeing as his face and his smile. You wouldn't recognize it as a smile. Maybe you would intuitively. We don't know that. And what it looks like to me is in his head and in his face, there are these, um, perhaps in almost the right places, but the pulsing goes up and down and side to side, so it changes and distorts what's there. But the way the lines move, it was uplifting, and I knew that he was happy. And if the lines moved in a different way, in these pulsing vibrational packets, I call them vibrational membranes, if it moved a different way, I could see that he was resistant or depressed or suspicious. You see what I mean? So I'm looking, and then he's not only sort of smiling, but he's got an earnest forward motion in his expression and you and I know you're talking to somebody on the third dimension and if they've got an enthusiasm about you and about what you're talking about you can feel this out you can feel the energy pushing out can't you so I'm seeing that vibrationally as this fellow works his energy is pulsing and pulsing and um so I wanted to talk about things like that tonight. I wanted to talk to you about, we're going to start off with a meditation where we're going to be making sounds and see what impact it has on you. And then we're going to play with you and have calls from you, I hope. And we're going to move energy in your body mind or else I'm going to pick some of you randomly out, out in the audience and who knows what country you're in because you know this is global radio and we're going to make some sounds that will move things around um, <clears throat> yeah uh, here we go so let's start off with our um, I'm rubbing my hands together I always do because it gets things going and, and I'm being really simplistic when I say that but what did I hear recently? When you rub your hands together like that, it has a huge soothing impact on the patterns of your brain, temporal lobes and all that. So when you rub your hands together like this, and this is part of our meditation practice tonight, feel what's happening in your brain. Some of you don't feel it yet, but when you practice, and you let yourself know there's going to be a correlation between rubbing your palms together and how your brain feels. And it's going to be stimulating for the brain, kind of like take, taking, taking niacin, for those of you who have done that. I want you to practice that sort of thing with me. And when we do rub our hands together like that, your arms, your hands are how you reach for what you want. Your arms, the right arm, is recordings of how you you reach for what you want. The left arm is all full of programs on how you receive energy. So if you're not manifesting very much, check your left arm and get the energy moving in your left arm because it's recording some limitations. We all have recorded limitations. But because the energies are pulsing and moving and you have an amazing, amazing intentional ability, you can move the way they're moving and build up some more, more freedom in the way your body records what it's supposed to do. 
Because I'll tell you what, I'll say it again, as I see people on the other side or beings on the other side, the movement is fluid. They don't stay, some of them do. As soon as I say that, I go up to correct myself. Because some of them stay stuck because they pass over with a real resistant and um, sort of a depressed attitude so you can look at their frequencies and see them as kind of darker and moving less and so on. But I'll tell you something, if they catch on and start moving the energy patterns in their own body, mind, emotional self, which is still in existence over there, they can shift all that as well and receive what did we talk about? We talk about receiving the new downloads through the universes, right? We talk about receiving transcendent informations from the universe. And also, it's happening from Mother Earth, who's striving to um, heal herself in spite of the, I just want to say, in spite of the fracking or the oil damage or the raping, and Mother Earth's raping, you know? Mother Earth is busily trying to heal herself and there are these downloads of frequencies and they're coming through a lot of people who are then wanting to heal Mother Earth as well. So there's a lot of incredible energies coming from the Earth, from people who are becoming conscious, more and more conscious, doesn't matter if you're born again or Muslim or metaphysical or what, there's a lot of people in every walk of life that are trying to bring higher and higher frequencies in for the sake of existence. And those people, all those people really care about love, right? So now I'm going to have you do the good old sound meditation with me. <laughs> you know what? After all that talk, what I'm seeing wafting all around me are all kinds of beings who are sharing with you that they themselves are excited about the transcendent nature of humanity. Because even though spirits are moving like that, inside of you, your vibrational vehicle of light, you also have that capacity. So this show and many other people's shows is all about lifting and transforming your own energy so that you could radiate at a higher level, do a lot of healing work and fill yourself with light. So, and that's something that you take it in, you move it through your body-mind, and you pass it on. You emanate it everywhere you go. So, if you're standing in line in the grocery store, you're emanating, radiating, touching other people, and inspiring a lot of their own inner fields to transform and move. Isn't that fun? I mean, actually, when you think about it, enlightenment or uh, consciousness is really a fun hobby. Most of the stuff we do is sound, light, breathing, eating, movement, cute clothes, great colors. I mean, we don't all have cute clothes and great colors, but we certainly use color to transform where energies are blocked. All right, rubbing my hands together. Now we're going to call in above your head about two miles. We're going to call up a golden ball, right? And below your spine, about 40 feet, another golden ball. And we're going to drop a filament of light from the upper golden ball down through your head, down through your spine, into the lower golden ball. 
Okay. From the upper golden ball about waist height, I didn't plan to do this, but we're doing it. From the upper golden ball about waist height, drop your four-sided gold pyramid. Push it out so you get to play underneath it, not get all jammed in. And then upside down, with its point going into the lower golden ball, another pyramid. So when the two hitch together, you've got yourself a beautiful, beautiful diamond. And inside that diamond, you're in a, an absolutely magnificent crystal ball. And it's shimmering with spectrum, oof, spectral hue from all over. And inside of that crystal ball, there you are in a star, a three-dimensional star of David, a star tetrahedron. So you've got your big diamond outside, gold ball top and bottom. You've got your crystal ball inside that. And inside of that, there you are in a beautiful multidimensional star of David that's three-dimensional. And remember, it represents your Merkaba or Merkaba, which is your light body. When you play... Okay, thank you. When you play with this, and you can wait just a few minutes, Susan, if you don't mind. And when you play with this, you can learn to move your own light body, right? You can move your own light body in such a way as to talk about radiance by design, to build up its radiance and give yourself more flexibility as far as dimensions go, as far as sight and as far as sound, and as far as being a vibrational vehicle of light. And it's going to impact your whole life. It's going to impact your manifestations. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea how powerful it's going to be. So here we are in our star tetrahedron, and I want you to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. I always get dizzy when I do that. Spin and spin and spin and spin. And take a look in front of you, and there's a magical screen and on that magical screen, we're going to create some movies. The first movie is you becoming what it is you want to become. I see all the movie being created. I see myself becoming consciously multidimensional. And they move from there to the next movie, which is creating what it is you want to create in your life. I have some great ideas. Not only one, I have a whole bunch. See, all the pieces, the resources coming together, the time, the money, the focus, the support, all of it comes together until your project or projects come to wonderful fruition. And as it comes to fruition, see the money and the resources all coming together to maintain your project. For as long as it's advisable for it to keep going. And wrap that in light. Move it to the side. And this is the part we want to get to. We want to go into the galactic. Well, we want to get to all the parts. But right now, I want us to get to the galactic healing center. And in that healing center, we have our healing table. And standing around the table, we see these wonderful guides and angels. And today, I don't know what our healing team is because it's always a little different. We have an assortment of influences that we can call in. But today, I'm seeing it as beings of light. There's some from different uh, galactic centers, from different uh, levels of consciousness. There are some that are like old beings that you know. And there's a couple of like wafting beings. Oh, they're angels. 
And so you have like eight or ten around the table. And in you come, or in I come, we plop on the table and ask for some healing, please. And they already know that you're there for that. And you might know what you want. What do you want from healing? Are you tired? Do you want to change the way you have relationship? Do you want to... um, Okay, here's something funny. Do you want? Or do you find yourself in a state of transition, and you want that to smooth out? That means release your resistances, release what's holding back your manifestations, release your disbelief, release your lack of trust. I want you to feel all of those things. Bring them up and hand them to these beautiful beings who are loving you. There we go. Loving you like mad. Now, I see uh, for myself, okay, so if you're not sure what to work on, I just gave you a really big uh, possibility for a lot of you are in transition. I know that. That's it. So let's look in the belly area, and the guides are helping you Okay, okay. so they're helping me, because this is me lying on this one, so I'll use me as an example. And they're immediately working on my belly area, which houses my deep and hidden belief things, right? The beliefs that, oh, I'm not enough. I mean, pick them. We all know what they are, right? I'm not enough. I don't deserve to be free of all this transitional angst, Uh Yeah, so we bring up that I'm not enough and you hand it over to your guides and angels and let them tell you what else you need to be working on. Okay, so they're saying also brain patterns, brain patterns, brain patterns. And this is true for every single one of you. That's right. Because the brain and the belly is where your neurotransmissions, most of them anyway, start. And the brain is what houses programs as well and so your neurotransmissions are pattern in the belly but they're also pattern in the brain what we want is remember the wafting changing expanding frequencies in those beautiful like membrane like containers of frequency levels that's going on in the brain and in the belly and all throughout the body and they're um, the guides and angels are soothing you soothing you and redirecting how stagnant their motion is. Yeah, that's it. They're redirecting how stagnant the motion is. Stagnant is kind of a holding back and sitting there and kind of repeating its emotional angst, remember? So they're moving, there it goes, they're moving it, moving it. And when you can feel it moving, move it over to the side, wrap it in light, move it over to the side, knowing our team is very magical and they can replicate themselves around a fresh healing table. Good. And let's bring somebody in to the healing table. Now here's someone who, okay, come on in. <laughs> it's funny today, I see a whole bunch of you wanting to come in on the table. Anyway, this is a person who uh, who's in the belly, he, um, he's having um, kind of nightmares or dreams or hints and warnings that he could be having some uh, deep trauma. How about we put it that way? Uh-oh, something's going to happen. I can feel it in my gut. Have you ever felt like that? 
So this person is doing that, and I see in that, in his uh, belly area, and this can be a woman too, but right now I'm seeing a male, but any of the energy that we do, if you have anything like this going on, it can work with you as well, or you learn something if it's not yours in particular. So on both sides of the navel, this one has... uh, a great deal of, we would call it confusion. We have contradictory feelings. One is a kind of an exhaustion. One is a real anger. One is feeling um, abused by life and about to be abused again. And we're saying uh, these are patterns for you. These are patterns, very deep patterns. And your guidance is going in and angels as well. And they're pulling up these contradictory patterns which are sitting in like little, um, what would we say, like little clumps of contradictory feelings. And as soon as we pull at them, your stomach, the solar plexus, gets really strange. Good. So let the guides pull at them some more. Burp if you can. Feel your tummy moving. If the tummy's really stuck, then you want to do a little bit more, ask your angels and guides, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I'll tell you something, what you want to do is say out loud to yourself, not on BBS radio, because it'll go all over the world, say, I feel super angry. I feel, I want to get even. I feel terrified. Bring all these feelings up and hand them to the angels and the guides. Anything you feel. I feel sad and I feel downtrodden. Okay, good. Now, for this person in particular, these are feelings that have been recorded in his beingness through a number of lives, okay? So that means that even though they're... um, The situation might not be as extreme as all that, but what's recorded in there is life and death. You all have that sort of thing. And so do I. So what we do is we bring it up and feel it and dance with it and accept it, okay? Just good. Accept it. And you'll notice that your belly and your uh, gastrointestinal is moving. A lot of you are having it move. Some people have got it in the feet. Keep going. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Good. And have the angels and guides tell you what it is. Oh, there we go. See it differently. See it differently. See yourself as a computer that needs to be reprogrammed. And these are programs. Oh, I'm terrified. That's a program. I'm going to bring it up and release it. So we're going to, uh, this person is, moving a lot of energy right now. So we're going to wrap this in light and move it to the left. And now we're going to have a fresh table with a different subject. This table, uh, oh, uh, there's a woman. We're going to pick on a woman this time. Very, very creative woman. Oh, my goodness. No stopping you. And this one is feeling uh, very, what, um, Frustrated, and uh, even though she is really strong, she's acutely sensitive. The thing about sensitivity is it's your greatest strength, but it's an interesting balance, isn't it? You have to kind of play with it to make it a strength, don't you? 
So we want that sensitivity to come up and be this one's greatest strength. But what she's going through is a lot of challenge inside of herself. Why can't I have a really good relationship? A really good relationship can be a hugely stabilizing force. I was talking to somebody today that really has that kind of relationship. It's a hugely stabilizing force. And this one wants a very... Uh, good relationship, but all of her attempts to do that have not worked. There's a, a mismatch. There we go. And now feel the belly. That's it. Feel the belly. Feel the hips as your guidance and the beings around your table move a lot of the, uh, again, contradictory feelings. I'm very sensitive. Oh my gosh, I'm weak. I'm really strong. I'm way too strong. I want a relationship, but why can't they, uh, uh, why can't the um, partner I choose hear me or see me? You know why? It's because most people can't hear and see each other. They're afraid if they listen too much to someone else, they'll diminish themselves. Did you know that? And it's a huge thing to learn compassion for that, A. B, in your soul's journey, I don't know if you're listening tonight, but in your soul's journey, you have a terrific amount of, um, uh, when it comes to relationship, you have experienced in other lives and some in this life, self-sabotage through relationships. But you're getting to a point where you're bringing that forward in your consciousness and when you can see it, so it's not about the other person. It's about you attracting what it takes for you to experience ways over, ways through the self-sabotage thing. You understand? And your belly right now feels kind of um, hurt and wounded. And we say, don't fight it. The guides are bringing that up and say, I feel... I feel hurt and wounded. Good. I feel hurt and wounded. And then you can smile and you hand it over to the guide. Say, okay, there's the feeling. You got it? Wounded in the womb. And there's a, uh, I'll make a prediction, shall I? This one will go out of uh, a relationship and have a few dalliances, but then there's a very powerful relationship coming up. And in retrospect, you will be able to write almost a, a huge book on all the things you learned with relationship at the helm. And uh, also your, your wit and your creativity is coming forward in a huge way. I hope those of you who are doing this with us at home are finding a personal rapport with the kind of work we're doing. Because I'm seeing, I like saying this, I am looking at bellies all over this country and other countries right now. And there's a lot of action going on. And I hope you're going to call in and let me know about it. Let's do the world one. And then we need to get to our caller who's probably getting a little tired of waiting, isn't she? <laughs> so um, let's see now what we're going to do. I, I think you've probably noticed that. Is she still there? Sure, and I'm relating. Hello? I, I, Susan, you know about, we, can you wait till I finish this last part of the meditation? Oh, of course. Okay, honey, I'll talk to you in a minute. Thanks for waiting. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, some people. 
Now, some people do that. You know, that's fine. And thanks, Don. Anyway, so what we're going to do is call in. Remember I said all those frequencies that are coming in from out there, way out there, downloads in the universe. So let's call in this amazing salmon color radiant universal energies and have it come down and come down through the top of your head and down through your body run it round and round in your heart and out your hands, out your arms, down your arms and out your hands. And I want you to put your hands around the whole world, pat all the places where there's war, there's incredible damage, there's greed, there's sickness, there's all this stuff going on on the planet. Everybody's going, oh my gosh, what's going on? Keep doing that. Pat, 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 pat. Pat, 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 until the whole world is covered with this amazing, harmonious energy and have it go around and around and around this planet, around and around the planet and come back up through your hands, all right, up your arms, roll around and around in your heart, shoot up through your neck, straight up to the top of your head and go out into the great central sun. Drop back down through the top of your head, shoot through your spine and go into the core of the earth. And then I want you to close off the galactic healing center and jump into your star tetrahedron and spin and spin and spin. Spin and spin and spin. I always get dizzy when I do that. And then we're going to land together in this beautiful theater in which you and I are. And we're going to talk to Susan, who's patiently used the energy through her own body mind. Right, Susan? Oh, definitely. I'm relating to everything. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm not doing well this week. Um, I haven't been able to release a bowel movement in about a week and I'm not taking such good care of myself and I um, I'm calling also to see if you can see what would be the best stent. I think I'm going to get implants and what for, I should go for to your teeth, stay with the school teeth? that I'm in for my teeth, yeah um, mm-hmm. what's left of them that is um Stay with the school of dentistry that I, I'm, I'm in right now or go to a private dentist. But basically, I need something just to get me back on track on loving myself and healing myself so I can help love and heal other people. Why are you feeling venomous about yourself? I need to talk about that for a minute. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've made peace with my parents, I feel, but then I'm feeling things that I've done wrong, with, especially with my mother. Okay. I've been doing a lot of work in ACA, and then I stopped doing it because I feel yeah, because like you I need... have an understanding with my parents. Do you have any, do you have any uh, close friends right now, Susan? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, let's just go back into... You know that the belly area, and when you're, well, forgive, everybody knows about this part of our life. But anyway, when you're that constipated, you're not changing how it's, we talked about the motion of energies in the body, right? You need to get some motion going. If I were you, I'd get some flaxseed and just drink two tablespoons in hot water at night. It'll calm you down and it'll really help you. And... uh 
I would do that because it's also a calmer. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. And guess what else, Susan? It's cheap as can be, right? Right, right. I want you, are you doing your singing? Um, I missed it this week. I had two rehearsals and I missed it. And did you miss it because you couldn't handle the pressure or what? Um, I missed it yesterday because I had the exterminator come in and do the roaches. And today I just missed it. How do you feel about that? I don't feel good about that, of course. Do you do any physical activity? Do you do a workout? Um, in the morning I do. I have a routine. Do you do yoga or? I don't do yoga anymore because I'm not that flexible. But okay. I used to do qigong. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Okay, yeah. just a sec. We're, we're trying to move something here. Can you feel this at all? Can you feel anything today? Sometimes when we're tense, ladies so. and gentlemen, we don't feel much, you know? Okay, so we're going to make some sounds. Are you ready? I, I'm watching your feet. Are your feet swollen or something? Oh, I had a, um inflammation um, on one of my toes because I ran my toe. Oh. I jammed it. And I had to go to the foot doctor a couple of times and have the, have, have the, the nail cut back. I mean, is that what you're feeling? Uh, I thought I felt that your feet were swollen or something. Is that right? I don't know. Okay. Um, so I want you to take, have you got turmeric? Have you tried turmeric? I think I have some turmeric. I'll write it down. Yeah, I think I would um, use that for your inflammation. It'll also calm you down. It'll detox a lot of your body. There we go. Here we go. Something's moving. Can you feel that? Something's moving. So I want everybody at home to imagine this right now. I'm a little shy to do this, but God's told me to do this. But here we are working with the belly that's clogged and a sense of self, which is also clogged, and it's all from the same area of the body. You understand? So you, you and this is for everybody at home too, you might have cleared your parents. You might have cleared your parents, and you might have cleared your parents. But suddenly in life we get these triggers, and all of a sudden we resist. We the triggers bring us back into a program and the next thing you know you're living through some process that you thought oh golly I, I dealt with that 20 years ago right or whatever right, right. and so I'm watching you I'm saying okay bring up the feeling of the parents and bring up a feeling of rebellion I want you to be bringing up rebellion and when I say that your, st your stomach got weird did you feel that? yeah Okay, let's just exaggerate the feeling of rebellion. Rebellion. Isn't it funny rebellion has belly in it? Rebellion. <laughs> okay. And now the sound we're going to make everybody. See, that's hitting your spleen. Can you feel that? It's hitting your pancreas and your spleen when we do this. Anyway, I want everybody to take a deep breath. And I want to make this sound into the belly. We'll follow the old chakra system. 
And this one is sending an orange light spiraling round and round in the belly area. And the sound is, I want all of you to do it. I want to hear all of you do it. Ready? Okay, good. Susan, something shifted from the top part of your belly. Can we do it one more time? That's better. Have you got a headache as well? Not too much. Can I ask you, does flaxseed meal work as good as flaxseed? Because I have some flaxseed meal in the house. I would use that. And, and you know what? Okay, Somebody told me a long time ago, and I think it's true, put it in hot water and drink it. You might even drink a whole hot cup water. of water. Don't drink a whole. Yeah. Like you might put in two tablespoons, but drink a whole cup of hot water because it's, it's relaxing and soothing. Okay? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else, Susan? Because I'll say goodbye in case somebody else is going to call. Yeah, should I stay with the dentist, the, the dental school that I'm in, or I am, or should I try a private dentist that a friend recommended? Um, I, I would go to the private. Can you afford it? Private dentist. I'm going to find out. Yeah, private would be better. Yeah, I think that you're going to get some help it. help to do that. Okay. Um, because and there's am some. Am I safe? What? Are you? I'm sorry. What do you mean? Are you safe? Um, is my subsidies safe? I'm having problems with my subsidies. I think it's a combination. You have more than one. Um, yeah. It, there's there's some challenge on it, but. Uh, Everything works out pretty well. It's like there's a little change in how it goes together, and then it'll work out okay. Okay, thank you. Answer all the questions they give you. Will you do that? Mm-hmm. Just make sure you answer all the questions. Okay. Oh, that they ask? Mm-hmm. That they ask you me? Mm-hmm. Okay. And don't be afraid. Just answer the questions. Let some things change, and you'll be fine. Okay. Thank okay. You. Thanks, honey. Big hugs. Thanks for waiting for the meditation. Oh no, it wasn't a wait. It was a meditation. Good. Talk to you again, Susan. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So it's very interesting to see, I mean, here I am a long way from you probably, and to see how those energy fields that I was calling it in uh, like vibrational my uh, membranes moving and moving through us and where they get stuck, which we talked about, is where is representative of where the problems are. But as long as you're a human being in the third dimension, they look more in place and more stuck anyway, don't they? So I had a friend recently who passed over, young man, and it was very interesting because out of the blue, all of a sudden, there he was in my face. 
And I could see he'd had an awful lot of distress before he passed. And he comes from a rather large family, all of whom were kind of grieving for him. Uh, because he'd had a lot of health problems and physical problems. And then in his uh, rebellion, back to rebellion, he went off and was drinking and behaving badly and made everybody mad. But then he turned himself around, he straightened himself out, got off the booze and so on. But his physical was already too far gone and he couldn't get it fixed. So by the time he passed, there was a lot of trauma. He left quite a wake of trauma. And you know how um, there's a push-pull between love and anger, love and rebellion especially when it's young people doing kind of goofy things. So anyway, he passed, and he doesn't live in this country. And all of a sudden, he was right in my face. Boom, I couldn't have avoided him. So I said, okay, and I listened to him carefully. And what I watched, and this is sort of interesting to me anyway, because I'm watching these wafting fields that he has. His are still quite tight because he's got his identity still um, and his reaction to life and trauma and basically why he's come to see me is because he knows that I will listen to him and relay some messages. You know, apparently apparently there's a certain kind of light around us who are doing this kind of work. So it's like there's a phone to ring and so on. So he comes to where that is and proceeded to tell me some uh things, messages for his dad and for his stepmom and for his siblings and for his step-siblings and so on. And it was really a lot of work for me because they don't have like a nice little computer typewriter with very clear letters and mark, you know what I mean, the demarcation of the words isn't as clear as it is on the planet. But watching this wafting energy, I knew what he was trying to say. But then the words that I would use would be different than the words he would use. But I could see he was so earnest and he had really, he pushed, literally pushed my head. It's like the energy pulses and it pushes my head to direct my uh, thought or my vision to, for example, his dad. And there were all these different characters. So I was relaying messages to the best of my ability because I was having to extricate from the energy motions what the messages were. Do you understand that? So it's like I'm not getting like a whole follow the, uh, what is it, RSS feed or whatever with words sliding across or like a Twitter. I'm not getting that. I'm getting these pulsing energy lights and the influences, the vibrations that are coming from him, which I'm packaging up in the form of words. You see? So uh, it's like poetry, you, you start to uh, really work with or chew on some of what he's saying to make sure that the energy is appropriate to what he's trying to say. But his father, who's terribly grief-struck, saw what I had written and told his wife, who's my sister-in-law actually, um, that it didn't sound like him because he wouldn't use those words. Well, that was a really good bit of feedback because uh, because I was able to say, I, I had to sit down and explain, to write an explanation as to why the words might not be the same. You see what I mean? First of all, we live in different countries. Second of all, 
um, his emotions that came through me, I might express in this series of words, and you might express it in that series of words, but in truth, the emotion was very, very clear. In fact, I cried a lot, which were his tears, as I presented this information. I found it was a really interesting learning curve. And I find also that the beings, and I think his father got that when I sent... Uh, an explanation which was difficult for me to do because I hadn't had to sit down and really consider quite what was going on. Some people are easier to uh, repeat in a verbatim uh, situation and some use cliches that they're famous for and that was that's easier as well. But in this case, I was watching the meaning of his words pulsing out of the inner part of his being. And sometimes when he was insistent, the pulse coming through him would, like I said, push my head or my face in a very, very subtle way. I mean, you wouldn't call it a push. I didn't reel back and fall on the floor and (laughs) act bizarre like that. But um, uh, anyway, it was a very, very interesting learning curve for me. Now, there's another person, and I hope uh, if you're listening tonight, the woman who called me about this, it's all right for me to say this. But um, somebody recently sent, uh, met, phoned from the other side, phoned his widow. And that's really interesting because uh, how would he do that? Now, when my first husband died, he would come to me and he couldn't speak yet. He didn't, he wasn't able to get his language to come through the frequencies to me. So he used to play charades, which was hilarious. It's just that it took a long time. And sometimes I knew what he said and we didn't have to do that, but it took him quite a while to learn to speak. Now, a lot of you have seen the movie Ghost. Remember that famous movie about uh, with Whoopi Goldberg and... Uh, Oh, what's his name? I don't think it's Patrick Swayze. Who was it? But in any case, he played the ghost who wanted to come to Whoopi Goldberg, who was the medium, in order to break um, a case that, that had culminated in his death. And it was really quite a detective story. But in any case, as we were working with this ghost, as we called him, uh, he went through a process of learning to... Uh, move pennies, learning to lift and move a penny from the other side. And a lot of us have taken that as a really good indicator of what, what it takes to be over there in the etheric without this physical form that you and I have and then learn to absolutely get your message across or to move physical things. So this fellow made a phone call. Of course, he wasn't on the other end. But the thing is, is his wife, his widow, who was getting very frail and is getting older now, uh, has had a lot of stress and there was a lot of difficulty going on in the family. And he wanted to be supportive of her, which he had always been when he was alive. So he sent this message and she saw his name on the caller ID, which was the best she could handle at the time. But when we spoke to him, he was... um, he was, very, he was very capable of building the frequencies around his widow so that she could withstand 
I mean, that was his job right now, as far as we could tell. So she could withstand the difficulties in and amongst family members and not become sicker. He basically plumped up her fields. And that, to me, touched me deeply. And once again, I had tears that came from him and came from her and taught her, hopefully, if her um, fam the family I was speaking to carried all the messages there, but taught her a lot about how she can strengthen herself with energy and so on, and also taught her that he was going to help her so that when she finally left this planet, she wouldn't bear the weight of all of that emotion of not being heard, of being denied, and so on, in the middle of her grief about her husband. So that's a long and a short kind of preamble about so much about spirits and about, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is mobility. Because when you and I go into our higher selves, we can go over and talk to anybody else's higher self. And there is, kind of like a spirit, there is the ability to be heard um, even by beings who on the physical level wouldn't acknowledge um, the presence of beyond 3D. But to actually be heard, so somebody who might be a little annoyed with you suddenly goes, oh, wow, uh, I saw, I, I just can't stop thinking about Veronica all of a sudden or somebody or you or whomever. And that's because you're up there, or I am, sending over some very interesting messages to the higher self, which means my spirit, well, this is the way I'm uh, simplifying it or making an equation here, my spirit is busily traveling away and talking to you. So we can ostensibly, well, you know we can do this, we can do energy work with somebody who's across the globe, because there's no time and space in that. So I like to go back to what I was saying is radiating by design, is shifting things that are kind of caked inside of you, densities that are held inside of you. And as you release those consciously and your radiance goes out, you have more and more mobility, more ability to move with your mind's eye, with your mind and your intention and your heart to move your information, your connection to others all around the world and beyond. And isn't that wonderful? It was Peter Calhoun who said, we have no idea how powerful we are. And it is that kind of power that I think is going to heal an awful lot of the really desperate situations on this planet when people rise up out of the thickness of 3D and begin to activate more and more levels of our ability, of our energy bodies, of our potential, of our shared reality, that there's only one self and how we can participate in it. So I did a lot of this show by myself, but I feel so many of you participating with me from wherever you are. So this is Veronica Antwistle saying, oh my gosh, I really love talking to you on Radiance by Design. I'd love to hear from you. So my website is veronicaantwistle.com. 
There's an Ask Veronica button there, which you can use to access me, to tell me when you'd like a session, if you would, or what's your opinion about our various guests. Uh, my last guest on Paradigm Shifters was David Eisen again, who's doing an awful lot of work with vibrations and sound healing. And um, last time he was talking about doing the song in his um, musical therapy kind of situation, counseling therapy, he creates in, in the moment, on the spot, it's like musical improv, he creates a song that is resonant with the essence of your being. Oof, I love that. Anyway, so I just wanted to talk about radiance and frequency a little bit more, and I'm hoping to hear from you and what it is you would like to hear on Radiance by Design or guests you like to have come on to Paradigm Shifters. I've been booking a couple of people for November already, which is a little different than how I've been doing everything at the last minute, but I'm, I'm very, very interested in um, the money game and the deception and the greed and all that stuff. But all around the world, there are things called gifting economies. And there's a fellow named Charles Eisenstein, I think his name is. And he's really, you, you can see his YouTubes and so on. He's coming up on a one-on-one -on -one interview in November. And he's so popular as he goes around the world, encouraging us to think about um, gifting and gifting economies instead of this incredible tension that comes up from, oh my gosh, I'm going to get penalized with my money. I'm going to make less money. Everything's so expensive. And a few people get a lot of money. Uh, a lot of people are really anxious about that and link money to their identity, which isn't really true either. So to get back to identity is one other subject we're going to get to soon. But this Charles Eisenstein, he's a very, very interesting man and... Uh, will really bring your heart open and we're going to be talking to him in November. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to Radiance by Design. I look forward to hearing from you on veronicaentwistle.com and I send you all much love. Love is the most amazing glue for the species if we're all oneself. That's what keeps us together. Good night, everyone.